Stop smoking cigarettes. Oh, good. Isn't that something? <laughs> I'm on to cigars now. Yeah, I'm on to a five-year plan. I eliminated the cigarettes, then I go to cigars, then I go to pipes, then I go to chewing tobacco, then I'm on to that nicotine gum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. Breaking news! Snow! What you think falls to the ground on a cold winter day, but what teenagers are putting inside their butts to get high. <laughs> five, five o'clock! You'll hear it here. Yeah. I mean, I could see that happening. I... Somebody posted something the other day, and it's like, you know, some some kid asks some other kid to do something. He says no, and then they say the same thing, but they call it a challenge, and then the kid does it. Yeah, like the the how long can you choke yourself challenge? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> the snow butt <laughs> challenge, I mean. I play that every you, night. Exactly. So if you, uh, you know, if you just call it the snow butt challenge, kids would start doing it probably. The snow butt challenge? I wonder, that's got to be bad for you, actually. Snow in your butt. It's got to cool your body, like, way faster than Oh, you're worried about your internal temp snow. getting down too low? Yeah, because you put the snow inside. I mean, that's got to be bad. Don't do it. It's called Kids. an Eskimo enema. Really? No, but it could be. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Yeah, I'll make a TikTok account. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Yes, great idea. Uh, Steed, it's been a crazy Jay. week, I hear. You told me it's been insane. Explain why. Oh, my. Jay, okay. So, <laughs> you don't even want to know what's been going no, on. No, and I'll probably have to cut. I'll probably have to bleep out like most of this conversation. So, you just tell the parts you can yeah. tell. Okay, so. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Beep, beep. Yeah, you don't need to do your own um, music, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, so last time we talked, I was in Detroit. Yeah. I was a li- I was a little intoxicated. Um, so I actually have to listen to Chubstep, the one that I was on because I can't really remember it. Uh, oh god, I was I was drunk. I didn't. It's called that. professionalism. <laughs> Chubstep is huge, baby. Um, but I survived Detroit. I survived D Town. Good. I survived. Um, Eminem's home. I didn't even have to rap battle, but I was I was ready. Yeah, you had a couple lines prepared. Yeah, I think I I might have. Did, did I rap? rap yeah, you did a good. Show? You did a really good rap last time. People can check it out on the last episode. That's bad. Uh, maybe I just won't listen to it, and I'll chalk it chalk that week off as a loss. That's a good idea in my life. Yeah, but not much is not much exciting stuff has been going on. I've been riding um riding my bike a lot more. Because I've tacked on um, 13 pounds of mass. So now you're trying to reduce that mass? Well, (laughs) 
So my plan was to just bulk all winter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I can't do it. I'm a slim guy. You know, I mean, I have my I have a huge Instagram following and they all love like my bod pics and everything yes. and I do all these like shirtless bod pics and they love it. But like when I hunch over, I get I can't do it. I can't do it. So I I've, I've been you know ab rolling and I've been riding my bike um and I rode my bike without bike shorts and my butt really hurt. Oh okay. And that's that was like the most exciting thing that happened to me. That is very exciting and you're right about that huge Instagram following. They definitely like to see what you got. And yeah, so wintertime is bulking season and then summertime is like that's when you cut and you get down. Yeah. Yeah. So now, but so I was gonna actually do a reverse. Oh, okay. So I was gonna, I was gonna cut right before winter, right? Yes. So then I'm wearing like my winter jacket, and they're like, I, I have all these layers on, and whatever things start heating up, and then we get like back to you know the lady's place, and she's like, why don't you take that coat off? And then bam, just some cut ass dude comes out of that, not some like you know hibernating bear, just like. Whoa. Yeah. Imagine, like, it would be much more of, like, a wow, wow factor in the winter than, like, summer. Because everybody's, like, everybody's cut in the summer. Yeah. I don't, I'll just, I'll bulk up in the summer and then, bam, winter's my time. Yeah. No, it's a good idea, like, to separate yourself from the dating pool. And then in the summer, you just wear the long baggy shirts. Yeah, in a pool, and they're, like... I thought you were cut, dude. Like, aren't you yoked? Why aren't you showing that off? And I'm like, <laughs> I just don't want to embarrass um, all the other dudes you, here. You say you just got sunburned. Yeah, I got sunburned, even though I'm like the tannest guy in the <laughs> within 20 miles of where I live. You got a tattoo that can't see the sun. Oh, that would be Yeah, good. I got a new and super badass like, tattoo. And I'll say it's a gang tattoo. Yeah, I got a gang tattoo, and I don't want to show it around this area. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great. There we go. Now we got it. That that'll be the one you say. Okay, good. All right, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So Jay, um, you were in, you were somewhere. You were in the West, Seattle. I was in Seattle. Yes, that is West. Yes. Yeah, I was in Seattle yeah. to see uh, two friends from high school. T-Braun and Big Money Banks. Big Money Banks made the intro for this podcast that you hear at the beginning of the show. Uh, so I flew to see them. I had not been to Seattle in like 15 years. I think it had been around that amount of time. And then... Uh, good, good. What was that? I said good. Yeah, good. Great. That that place is going downhill. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, I like remembered some stuff, but also I knew there was still more stuff to see. Obviously, you know, you, you can spend a lot of time in major cities and things like that. So I thought it'd be fun to see, go yeah. back, and it was. Turns out it's it's a fun place. Ooh. I uh, I did obviously we did some of the touristy stuff, and then we also had a lot of stuff that was you know more stuff. The friends that lived in the area were like, oh, these are cool spots. What's cool about Seattle is with a like a 20 to 30 minute drive, you can go see cool wildlife, cool hiking trails, cool waterfalls, cool mushrooms. They're really into mushrooms there, not just the psychedelics, but really? also the foraging. Oh, oh, like truffles kind of? You know what? Not the truffles kind, because then that would be high dollar stuff, but like just people literally just like 
go through the forest and just pick mushrooms that are edible. Oh, that's, I mean, that's still, that's awesome. Yes. Now, you... That's like my dream job. Yeah, well, I don't know if they're making money from that, to be fair. I think that's just more of a hobby. Yeah, but, uh, hey, look, number one for me, male ballerina. Number two, forage, foraging mushrooms. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can start anytime, Steve. There might be mushrooms that are around this area, but there's a ton, like I said, in, in Seattle area. It was a cool spot. I did see the most stereotypical Seattle thing in the airport on the way from Chicago to Seattle. And now Portland, I would say, is more known for its like super hipstery type of people. But Seattle still definitely has a strong vibe of that. This is literally what I saw. And I tried to take a picture of it, but it was the guy was kind of done by the time it was, you know. By the time you like, by the time I could have gotten a picture, he's already done. And also, they're kind of like Aboriginal hipsters are, where you take a picture, it takes away their soul. So I didn't want to, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to do that to that. Story. Just a piece of their soul. But he was sitting down texting on his flip phone, like old school flip phone, not the new Samsung like flip. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's going old school flip phone texting, and his carry on bag, not like he had a regular carry on bag, but like his one that he just put underneath the seat, a bag of records. Uh, probably gosh. 15 vinyl records that he had carrying with him and then a <laughs> a flip phone that he's texting. I mean, <laughs> good for him for not being, like, dug in his phone at all times. But, like, you can just not download any apps on your iPhone. And then, like, if you need to use the Internet or Google Maps, bam, you just do that. Like, that guy, he can't use Google Maps. How does he go places? Print, print it out? No, it's definitely, at certain point, it's a choice. So He, can, he can't print, though, because he doesn't have the air print feature, and he can't connect to any printers. No, yeah, the, the printing is a real issue that I think he probably just uses, like, a typewriter or something. But I, there's a certain point where you're trying so hard not to fit in that you're doing your own thing and fitting in with a different group. Like... You're saying, I'm so anti society I don't need any of this. I, you know, I, this is what I like. I like the old school stuff. And then you're just, you're such a stereotype yourself that you're. Yeah, but he's only going old school to like. That stereotype. What's it? 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. No. It's not, not like he's that. going old school to like a completely different time. He's just like, eh, 19, 1997. That was it. Actually, not past 97. You're right about the, the phone thing, Steve, because I get that. And, and I feel it too sometimes. It's like, I, you don't want to be tied to your phone all the time. And so I get him yeah. just being like, oh, flip phone's fine. But if you're in like a group text with friends, I remember this when some people were later to get oh, in this phone. For, you like just can't do group texts. Yeah, he's just getting 800 messages from different numbers yes. like in random order. Too. Yes, and that really does not work. So I think you're hurting yourself. You're hurting your friend relationships if you're in that scenario because the group text... I think is a powerful that thing. That changed the game. Group texts are nice. Now that I'm looking back on it, like the reason people, everyone had to get an iPhone is because you would make a group text, then you're not in it, and then you would just get every text message as a single text message. <laughs> and then you had to try to and follow the order of nuts it. And you're like, oh, damn it, I'll get an yeah. iPhone. Fine. No, that's what it was. And like, yeah, you couldn't follow the order. You'd get it from like, you know, you get like 20, you don't look at your phone. 30 minutes later, you've got 20 text messages. You have no idea what order they're in. 
It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, keeping this, this guy was like, you know, not far off of our age. So it's not like he didn't have access to these things. And he also was flying. But, uh, yeah, you can afford a plane. Yeah, you can afford a plane ticket. I think you'd probably afford that. And also just carrying a thing of records, like where are you going that you need to bring music to? Like, is he going? That, yeah, that also, uh, if he had an iPhone, problem solved. All those records. Yes. And I get the. Whatever. Oh, oh, vinyl sounds so cool. Great. The hassle of carrying it onto a plane. Yeah. Just download the vinyl version of a recording. Yeah, I agree with you, Steve. And and get some people like like, hey, I can physically feel the music. Like you know, here's the hard copy of this. I like that sort of feeling. And I get that, but it's like, at what cost when traveling? I mean, like literally, what? At first of all, you're risking breaking all the records. And where? Yeah, what? I was very yeah, curious what his purpose point. was of bringing records to another spot. It didn't seem, you know, if it was like a business type thing, you'd have them in a box and ship them. This was like him just yeah. carrying a bunch of records on his person. <laughs> Guys, I made it. Oh, yeah. Oh, this? This is just all the records. <laughs> I didn't think you guys would have enough. No, of course his fucking friends have enough records. Why would they be friends with a flip phone guy? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, very, very Seattle. Had a good time. Cool city. Uh, I'd recommend it. It is It is a... Um, what's that? Is Seattle on the ocean? It is on the ocean, and it's a cool... Um, it's got a lot of cool views of the ocean and a lot of cool views of the mountains that are kind of surrounding it. That's, that's chill. Yes. That's chill. Yes. So... I learned... When I was in Detroit... Yeah. I So we're driving back, and then we see a sign, and it says, like, uh, exit to Canada. And I was like, what? Yeah. I I had no idea Detroit just touched Canada. Yeah. Those poor Canadians got to look across a little river and see just like people shooting each other and like <laughs> doing American stuff while they're trying to live their nice Canadian yeah. life, like or doing curling and like herding sheep or yeah, something. Yeah, eating poutine and stuff. Poor Canadians. Yeah. I agree, Steve. I, uh, yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I did one thing that I went to interesting in Seattle, which I I think they might have them other places, but I'm sure they do. But uh, I went to a bar that had a mini golf course in the bar. Oh, that's so sick! It was fun, and it was not. Uh, it was it was a complicated mini golf course. One of my biggest pet peeves is going to a mini golf course and it's just like the same thing over and over and again. It's just flat. Yeah, no, spice it, it up. Exactly. I'm this is your one action. chance to like have some fun with it when you're making a mini golf course, and it's just some people just don't. And uh, they should probably just have somebody else designing those. This one had a lot of stuff with like spinning things and you had to hit it in this hole. Otherwise, you'd be kind of, you know, you'd take like three shots if you don't make it in that one. Some ramps. Ramps, that sort of thing. Some slides. It was a cool. And then, you know, then they have like a bunch of local beers on tap. So it's a cool thing to just, you know, have that combination of. of, God damn, that's a sick idea. I want to open that place. Yeah, again, I'm sure. Now they're all over the place by the time you discover it. But I've never seen one. I never do. I the never first seen time I'm hearing about it. I thought it was a cool, a cool thing. We could be the Chicago mini golf bar guys. Chicago mini golf bar guys. Yeah, we'd be rich. We'd be rich. That's right. If I can't scuba, then what's this all been about? What am I working toward? So 
Steve, another thing that happened in the airport here. So one thing that I've noticed every single time I'm on a plane, for whatever reason, uh, the person in front of me is reclining. And that never happens to anybody else in my row, it seems like. It seems like it's always who's ever in front of anybody me. Anybody that's under six foot five. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The tallest person in the row is <laughs> always has the person just reclined in front of them. You don't get much from reclining, so I never do it. Unless, and let us say it's no. a very long flight, like I've done it when I flew to like India or things like long, super long flights. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to lean back, try to sleep. But these are like during the day flights where the person's not trying to sleep. They're just leaning back. Also, it does not help your sleep that much. No. Like you're going a fucking a small amount back to the point where it's like, there's no point. Yeah. From 90 degrees to 85 degrees. Good. The other crazy thing that happened at the airport is they they have an announcement over the loudspeaker. This actually wasn't in Seattle. This is when I was in uh, Savannah, Georgia, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but the they announced over the loudspeaker that they had a they had found a hearing aid, and that the person <laughs> should come pick up their missing hearing aid at the lost and found. Which it's a couple problems. Yeah, a couple with problems that. with that. <laughs> Uh, one that guy's not gonna be able to hear yes. that. <laughs> He's gonna be very confused. That's the number one problem, I'd say. Two, like wh- that's the thing they want to announce. They found they probably find all types of insane. Oh, shit. I like, know. Hey, um, we found a suitcase full of cocaine. Yeah. Somebody got cold feet. Come get this. <laughs> we don't want to do the paper. There's got to be stuff all the time where. You just, you know, like, <laughs> you're fighting. Exactly. People just put stuff on the plane. Either they forget it, uh, they took the wrong bag so that the, their normal bag is left there. There's got to be insane stuff that's left all the time. And, yeah, the hearing aid is what comes up out of the things. And I get, obviously, the person yeah, for needs a guy that hearing aid. You know. Also, how do you you just take it out of your ear and you're just, like, go about your day deaf? <laughs> how do you lose that? How do you, how do, you do it? I don't, I don't get it. I do, uh, I do certain people that would like older people just take out their hearing aid when they didn't want to deal with things. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not going to listen. I'm just going to uh, shut off my. David is like his wife's talking to him. He just pops it out. Yeah. Watches football. Yes. Old guy getting down. Uh, Steve, is there something you want to get to? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah's queen. So this would be a booze news, but we're hashtag missing Pat, hashtag help. Hashtag Pat, Pat where are you? Venmo us money, and we'll we'll find him. Just Venmo us as much money as you can, and we'll get it done. JRedZ3 on Venmo. Venmo. Um, yeah. So this would be a booze news, but Pat's not here. So this will be a booze bulletin. There we go. Booze bulletin. A booze bulletin. <laughs> So, um, some asshole European people decided to, um, uh, French people specifically, decided to send, uh, like 12 bottles of wine into space. Oh, good idea. Um, in 2019. Uh, yeah, they, and they were aboard the International Space Station for a year. Okay. Um, so these French assholes sent the wine to space. Saying that they were exploring the potential for extraterrestrial agriculture. Mm-hmm. That was their, like, thing. They're, like, 
I don't know if they ran. I honestly think they've ran out of shit to study on the <laughs> International Space Station. Yeah. At this point, if they're just like, yeah, we got to put the wine up there. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> that's the only way we can figure it out. They just want so to excuse that wine, wine was, I think, but yeah. Yeah. So the wine, before it went to space, it was $10,000 a bottle. Whoa. Yes. Uh, it's, and it's a 2000, I, I think it was a 2000. Okay. It was made in 2000. So it's 19 or it was 19 years old when it went into space, $10,000 a bottle. What is do you this... think they're charging for the sp- one year aged in space wine? And keep in mind, several wine experts sampled the wine and they say it was subtly altered because it matured in a unique environment. <laughs> that is such bullshit. I what do you, what do you think what do you think the uh bottle costs? Uh 8 grand. 8 grand. You think it it started at 10,000 oh, and then I'm sorry, dropped I thought it started at 1,000. Started at 10,000. Um Yeah. I'm thinking 25. 25,000. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more chance to go higher. 75,000. One million dollars. What? So stupid. A <laughs> million dollars for the wine. It's space wine, though. Yeah. It's space wine. That does sound pretty cool, actually. I mean, that would, like, if you're just some rich dickhead, there's 12 bottles of wine that have ever been in space, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I got a million dollars for that. Sure. But when are you ever popping open that bottle of wine? Uh,. So the the vineyard that's selling it, they said, we hope people will drink it, but maybe not immediately. Yeah. <laughs> because they want to, like, obviously not drink it. But, I mean, if I was, like, really trying to get laid, I would be like, hey, you ever had space wine, baby? <laughs> 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 this wine's been to space. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. I mean, I'm just, like, what is there a big difference between, like, Space wine and tang that astronauts drink? Uh, big difference, big difference. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So, oh, God. I've had, like, a whole bottle of wine. Okay. What kind of wine is this? Was it a Merlot? Um, okay, let me... Was it a I'll give cab? you a little... Oh, get ready for this wine description. Yeah. Let me... Where, where'd it go? Where'd my wine description go? Okay. So the original wine, known for its complexity, it is silky, it has ripe tannins, tannin, tannins, and flavors of black cherry, cigar box, and leather. Oh, love a good leather taste in my wine. I So when I'm drinking, I say, can you get... um. Some smoked cigars and leather. Yeah. And just stir them around in my beer. Yeah. And then, you know what? Toss some black cherry in there, too. Like one flavor that you might actually like. Yeah, that sounds the one good flavor. <laughs> that, that's, that would be my worry. If I wasn't able to try this, I buy this million, save up, you know, or maybe I had the money, I'd spend this million dollars on this bottle of wine. And I try, I'm like, this is a shit wine. Like, this is just not oh my, my style. God. I mean, for $10,000 a bottle, 
before it goes to space, it's got to be good wine. Like, there's no way it's it's just like some soft, like Aldi wine. Yeah, it's not like tasting winking out. So, I had a wine tasting at my place like two or three years ago, and the guy said the guy that was there was selling all these bottles of wine. You know, they're all kind of in the you know. They're not like crazy expensive, but they're somewhat expensive. But he, he, he himself, yeah. we had asked him, "What is there a huge difference between these cheap bottles of wine and expensive bottles of wine?" And he said, "Obviously, there's a big difference between like a five dollar bottle and like a twenty dollar bottle." But he said, "Once you get above yeah. like the forty dollar price point, you really cannot. There's not a huge difference at that point. It's just about the money you spent." He said he's had Until- some of these bottles that are like you know a couple hundred dollars uh, for a bottle, things yeah. like that, thousand dollars for a bottle. And he's like, it's not, there's not really any difference between that and some of the nice $40 bottles. I could see that, like, yeah, 40 bucks, and then above that, you're just getting into, like, the whatever. At that point, you're like a fucking wine bitch, and you're like, yeah. oh, this is from, a, they had um horses that uh, only had gray hair uh, trampling over the grape seeds. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. But I mean, ten, ten G's, baby. You got the, you got the horses. You got a fucking unicorn pissing to water the thing. Yep. You got a Barack Obama's like blood. They're just using his blood to like. Yeah. You know, they pour it on each wine grape yeah. individually. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be some good. I would like to try it. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm going to try it. I would try it. If somebody offered me to try it. I'm definitely trying it. Ten, you would if someone was like, "Hey, I'm gonna pop this ten thousand dollar bottle of wine." You'd be like, "Yeah, baby, pop it open." Yeah, I'd be like, oh, "Maybe I'll try it." I'm not a big wine guy. <laughs> not a big wine guy. <laughs> and but... then I would, I would have to just to spite them. Here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I would have if I knew this was going to happen. I'd get like a cheaper wine, put it in my oh, mouth, God. and then when I take this, I as I'm bringing up the thing to my mouth, I do the spit take and spit it all over the place, but it's really not that wine because if it was actually oh, wine, it'd be God. very rude. But I'd like to just get the person for a second where they think that I just drank some and spit it all out and wasted this $10,000. Yeah, but <laughs> if they have a $10,000 bottle of wine, they probably have a $50,000 carpet that you just spit <laughs> wine point. all over. That's my problem with spit takes. It's like every time I want to do one, I'm always inside. I've had like one time in my life ever that I've ever successfully done it because I was outside and I had the opportunity to. But it's like every time where I'm like, oh, this would be a perfect time. I take a sip of this. Somebody's like, oh, can you try this drink uh, or whatever? I'm going to spit take. (laughs) take, I want to all the time as a joke, but it really just inside, it's really just not worth it because you just have somebody to clean it up. Yeah. I mean, someone does. I'm look. I've spilled wine all over everything, everywhere. I've spilled drinks all over everything, everywhere. Yeah. Nobody really gets too mad at me, but if I were to spit it out just for a cup, just for a gag, yeah, yeah, they'd be pissed. Yeah, but I mean, maybe they respect you more. I mean, ten thousand dollar bottle of wine, fifty thousand dollar carpet, and you just spit all over it with yeah. your four ninety nine winky now. That would be funny. That would be very funny. <laughs> yeah. I have an email here, Steve. Do you want to get the email? Yeah. Uh, email so chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. So there basically, we got an email from Chub Daddy here. Chub Daddy. Subject is 
podcast epidemic. It's a video from uh, Sarah Silverman when she was hosting Jimmy Kimmel. And okay. her and Jimmy Kimmel used to date people. I heard that. that. Yeah, they they used to. They probably saw each other in the shower. Yeah, it's very possible. So Sarah Silverman says in this thing where there's an epidemic going on, it's that uh, eight in 10 people have a podcast and the other two people are thinking about doing a podcast together. <laughs> and uh, she goes, she says she has this podcast squad where she goes in and tells people why their different podcasts are bad. And at the end, she promotes her own podcast. Wow. So it's a good, it's a good like, you know, self-deprecating thing. And then, hey, don't listen to those, actually listen to mine type of thing. I thought it was well done. Uh, you wanted to know what are thoughts on that, on that, uh, that bit. Yeah, her, oh, my thoughts? Yeah. Don't listen to her podcast. Listen to our podcast. That's a good, that's a very look, good point. I don't want look, to start another feud like we did with Conan with Sarah Silverman because we can only have so much energy to devote to hating people. We we do still have that long-running uh, celebrity feud with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> he still refuses to answer. He w- he won't even mention us on his show. No, that's how scared he is. He's scared, he he's is scared, scared of the backlash. Yeah. Uh, my thought is, yeah, there's a ton of podcasts out there now. I think that that is okay because, like, there's a lot of channels on TV now. Like, what would somebody say, you know, uh, 40 years ago at the amount of television channels oh, yeah. that we have now right or 50 years ago i mean that'd be they'd be like they'd look at this and be like there's way too many channels there's so you know but guess what that's what i like i like to have a lot of options because i don't want to sit there and i don't want to watch the news at seven o'clock i want to watch <laughs> yeah. the uh the bears lose to the rams very badly you yeah. know or i want to you know i want to watch some dumb car show about you know uh i just <laughs> maybe i just want to watch the Meekum auto auction instead yeah, of watching maybe. You're like, no uh, about, way that no way that Mustang goes under 25 G's. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I want to want to watch that instead of, you know, something about the Real Housewives. Like, I'm, it's good that there's so many options because everybody's kind of got different tastes. And when you have everybody doing the same test, if there's a lot less options, first of all, it doesn't breed competition. I like competition. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, somebody has to make their podcast better and make it something you can listen to, first of all. Secondly, yeah. you get shows like you go back. How many of those shows from fifty years ago are just unwatchable today? Most of them. I would say every one that doesn't involve Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking. He was in that prior. one show, the the shoe shoe something to do with shoes. What was his detective show? Oh, uh, ten, ten penny and brown shoes. Yeah, ten, ten speed brown shoe. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. I mean, when there is you know three or four shows that you could watch on an evening. They know they they have your attention, and it doesn't have to be yeah. you know as good. A lot of those shows just like are, whatever, <laughs> and obviously comedy and stuff change and things like that, and and writing and stuff gets better. But when there's less competition, you really don't have to try as hard. And I understand people learn and writing all that stuff gets better, but a lot of the shows are unwatchable because there just wasn't the same competition that they have now, and that people. Yeah, you had to watch those shows. A lot of the shows get more views than like the Super Bowl gets because <laughs> they just had like you know because because there were so few options and yeah, like, you yeah, would never. What am I going to watch? <laughs> yeah, you try to bring on one like, of the, these four shows. Yeah, 
and and there are still shitty shows on today that people still watch like you know two and a half men was so popular and you know those sort of things two and a half men was decent though okay well uh, big bang theory all those type of shows big bang theory is decent too jared oh my god all right whatever give me an actual bad show what you tell me an actual bad show because I just all right I'll tell you an shows. actual bad show okay um I think it's called the Goldbergs okay the, I've never yeah seen the I don't know I don't know I see it like pops up on my Facebook page or whatever I'm watching Facebook videos I'm scrolling having a good time and then a clip of this shitty ass show comes up it's horrible okay well what I'm saying is that there's still shitty shows on now. They don't get as many viewers as it used to because people have much better options for shows. HBO exists. Showtime exists. Amazon Prime exists for great shows. So Yeah, but Game of Thrones is over, so what, just delete your HBO account. It's yeah, well. Worthless. There's, so, yeah, there's some, there's some uh, you know, I think radio shows have become have to become better. And a lot of less people listen to radio because some of the radio stuff, I, the reason I hate listening to radio uh, like if I have a podcast to listen to that covers the same topic as radio, I'd much rather listen to the podcast. I can listen to it when I want. And then secondly, it doesn't have the same crazy commercial thing. Like sometimes you listen to the radio. Oh my God, yeah. And it is insane with the commercials. You might, you'd be literally, I'd be doing like a 10 minute commute. Five of those minutes might be a commercials. Like just straight in a row. Yeah. I can't skip them. That sort of thing. So yeah, podcasts, there's a lot of them, but I, I like the competition. I think if somebody enjoys the show, they can keep listening to it because they know what they're going to get. Or maybe it's a little bit of a wild card, but at least, you know, it's something that is in their realm of their interests where if there was only three podcasts around, you'd have to listen to it if you were going to do that. And <laughs> it would just be generic shit you didn't care about. So I like the competition. I'm glad there's a lot. Would I be happy if there's a little less? Sure. There's probably too many, but everybody gets a shot. That's fine with me. Yeah, I mean, listen, if it was like Chubstep, and then, like, two other podcasts out there. Like, Joe Biden comes out, he's like, I'm banning podcasts, except for Chubstep. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, a Real Housewives yeah. recap podcast. Yeah. And then um, maybe, like, a Corn, corn Growers podcast. Like yeah. If those were all that was allowed legally, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't, I wouldn't no. mind. No. No. But I'm also not mad that there's so many either. Yeah, well, I am, I'm really picky when it comes to the pod. Because obviously I, I put out a perfect pod every week. Exactly. So when I when I see like hacks going at it, I'm just like immediately like, this is a joke. What are you talking? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, why don't you listen to a couple episodes of Chuff's Set Podcast, figure out like what it takes, what the people want. Yeah. And then you put that out there. You don't just put out some. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Never mind. Yeah, but I would. I would also argue the first couple episodes of when I did, you know, this show. Me and Pat were just doing it. I'm not even saying before you joined, but just I would say that our first couple, you know, tens of episodes were significantly worse than the ones we had 20 episodes later, type of thing. You know, that's like fair. you that's you, you learn stuff and you you grow and you know, whatever. Screw you, Sarah. I haven't, learned, I haven't learned shit. Yeah. So I just I bring the heat. Yeah, you always that's a, that's all we need. You excited, man? Oh yeah. Ready to get crunk? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Daddy wants. Jay, what do you know about Joe Biden's dogs? His dogs? I know nothing about his dogs. I know nothing about almost any of the president's dogs. Oh really? 
Yeah. I didn't know that um, you didn't care about the future of America. Not the same as you. <laughs> so this is big news. Yeah. I don't know when this news broke. It's it's gotta be it's gotta be recent. Okay, it's it's not that recent. Anyway. Uh there's a group that is suing the White House, I think. Okay. Yeah, they're suing the White House because uh Joe Biden's dogs are apparently biting Secret Service members. Oh god. Yeah. What kind of dogs um, are they? What? What, what kind, kind of dogs, dogs are they? They're German Shepherds. Oh, God. Yeah. Vicious. Yeah. Beastly dogs. Yeah. And, like, I'm looking at a picture of this one. I don't trust him. The one one I trust. The other one, I don't trust. I don't I don't like him. Yeah. He looks like a biter. A serial biter. Yeah. Um, so this group, uh, Judicial Watch, they're like, uh, you know, we've talked about QAnon before. Yes. They're just, they're QAnon. They think that, um, I don't know, just the White House is somehow protecting these dogs and they decided to sue them. Uh, the major in champ. They they're suing the White House. Um and I just wanted I just wanted to know Should we put him down? Well my my thought is always Should we put no. Joe Biden's dogs down? Yeah, I, you know, it's a good it's a great question, Tate. Really great question. I my initial thought is no. I've been bit by a German shepherd when I was younger on the thigh. And Oh wow. And, and yeah, that's it, the like, thickest you know, part of your body. It like bruised up and like was like purple. It was pretty bad looking. But I decided to spare the dog's life. And in return, he would be my servant for the rest of time. I have never seen this dog around. Now, they did not accept that offer. So you shot the dog. No, so we just let the dog go. It was like one of our neighbors' dog, and I just said it was fine. Like whatever, I'll be okay. But what I would have at least wanted a rebuttal punch slash. Punch. I should have been able to punch him. You're right. That's a good point about the punch. I but like dogs can be. It, it is one thing. This is actually something I discussed a lot. What, what in were you doing? What were you doing when the dog bit you? I was young. I really don't remember what I was doing. I was asking. You for were. It, I'm sure. uh, you were probably like. Doing some, you were probably tugging his tail. Yeah, I was probably trying doing to something poke dumb. his eyeballs out. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying <laughs> I did get bit. But what I will say is that dogs that are untrained are fine if they're super small, and they can't do any what? damage. I'm. I'm not saying I prefer it, but I'm saying like you can get away with a dog that's not overly trained if he's small enough that he can't really hurt anybody. When you start getting to the size of a medium or large sized dog, and you have it untrained. That's not a great recipe of things. German Shepherds are an example of a dog that needs to be trained. And I can't imagine Joe Biden doesn't have access to a good dog trainer. They probably have a bunch just in the Secret Service. Yeah. Well, apparently when the dog did bite someone, it was sent away for a second round of training. Oh, So it okay. already received well. training, it bit a Secret Service agent, which <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. if I'm the Secret Service guy, those are like the top trained guys ever. Yeah. I 
I would I would be like bit, and then my reaction would be like a karate chop to the dog's throat. That yeah. dog's not getting up. I'm sending him one way to a farm upstate. So initial thoughts were that like this dog was just going around biting people throughout the White House, and then you find out that basically this happened during a training session where they're probably pushing the dog to its limits. I mean, it could have been, but you know, Joe Biden will never admit that, and that's that's the we thing. Got. We just want we already the truth went over Obama conspiracy theories, but yeah. Oh, Joe Biden! Oh, gosh, I also have other Joe Biden. It's some bad Joe Biden news. I don't even know if I want to go into this. Well, <laughs> we can stick with the dogs for now. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, yeah I mean, I like big dogs. I prefer smaller dogs just because they're easier. They take less food. They take smaller poops. They do take less food, but if I had to pick a dog, one of your your family dogs, Hennessy yeah. or um, Huckleberry, Huckleberry, I would Huckleberry would be on a stick roasting over an open fire <laughs> before I could blink. That's I would do all that before I could blink. That's fair. You'd you'd cook the pug over having to take care of it. And, and yeah, and Hennessy's bit people before. Yeah. The last time my dog, which people don't know listening to the show, bit somebody was when Trevor, who's been on the show, Chubs up Trevor, he went over to the dog and he said, Bite me, bite me, bite me, bite me, bite me, bite me, right in the dog's face, and the dog turned and bit him. If anything, the dog's well trained enough <laughs> That's to a good listen. dog. She's obeying orders. Yeah, just obeying orders. And that was the last time she has bit anybody, and that was probably three or four years ago. Yeah. She's really um, lightened up with uh, a lot of food. Yeah. So just like you just keep shoving food down her throat, and she's she's so happy. Yeah. Like any dog would be, I guess. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, the end result of this Biden thing is we'll let the dogs live. If when he shuts down the other podcast, he lets Chubstep stay around. Otherwise, we're killing his dogs. Otherwise, right? the dogs are done. Yep, agreed. Yeah. All well, right. I'll have a Church of Four Pillars guy kill his dog. Oh, perfect. Yeah, do that. Uh, email the show, chubstep.podcast.gmail.com. We're going to wrap it up there. Uh, rate the show on whatever you can. Like we talked about, this rating system. Just mail a letter to somebody that you know, uh, a relative, and just... Give it five stars. Just tell them Chubstep five stars. Mail it. We'll pay for the postage. If you send a letter to somebody containing a Chubstep rating to somebody, we will pay for the postage. Venmo requests Steed and I for 50 cents, which is the price you forever posted. You can send it international, too. I'll pay for it. We'll pay for it. If it's international, we need need more verification from things. We'll need to see what it contains. I feel like we would be huge in Vietnam. Yeah. (laughs) Or Laos or something. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. New episodes every Thursday. The show has ended. Be gone. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.